Hello, I'm John Eldridge, and welcome to the Ransomed Heart audio podcast. For more information on Ransomed Heart Ministries, our resources and events, please visit us online at www.ransomedheart.com. Why don't you start with the story? Okay. Um, just got back last night, John, from uh, vacation. And what is it about vacations for Lori and I that it seems like our biggest relational battles and and the threat to our marriage seems most real when we're we're on vacation? It's just really? amazing. Yes, yes. Here we go. <laughs> We're at some friend's house, and we need to call a taxi to get a ride to the airport. You're in L.A. In Los Angeles. Yep. Had a pretty good time together. There were other moments, but on this particular moment, I call the taxi. He drives up. It's 1.30. You need to be at the airport at 2. And uh, doesn't speak English. We hop in, and off we go. And it's... uh, You've heard of Tijuana taxis or third world taxis. Well, we are racing down Pacific Coast Highway. And, uh, I mean, he is cutting people off. Uh, He's skidding, hitting the brakes, just missing pedestrians, racing along the sidewalk. And and I'm thinking, it's a taxi. We're going to L.A. and it's an e-ticket ride. This is what you get. And just (laughs) make sure your seatbelt's on. Have a ball. And uh, and then next to me, of course, is is Laurie, and I notice that she has her hands uh, gripped on the seat in front of her, and uh, just this look of terror on her face as she's uh, alternating between hitting the imaginary brake and uh, holding a steering wheel, she, and she's just kind of freaking out. Yeah, and that's where it all goes wrong. I'm thinking, what's with her? It's a taxi ride. It's an e-ticket. This is what you get. You put your hands up and scream and yell. Then you get to the airport, you're done. Well, little do I know that Lori is absolutely traumatized, terrified, Mm. is sure she is going to die, Mm. never to see her granddaughters or her daughters or me again. And she's just panic-stricken. And I'm kind of just checked out sitting next to my wife as she is, she's just being terrified. I don't really come to and appreciate the horror she just went through till we get to the airport and she can't talk. She needs to sit down and she says, I need, I need a few minutes. And it's not for a half an hour that she can talk. And she just starts crying that she was scared to death. Mm. And Adam was sitting next to her with a smirk on his face, doing nothing. (laughs) And I'm I'm just, how did I, I I was just passive, unaware, checked out, ignoring the clear signs of just, just my wife just being terrified. Yeah. There I sat. And I'll, I'll bet it took her. Uh, we waited for the plane for about two hours. I'll bet it took her two hours before she even calmed down. Mm. Mm. And she simply said, Craig, I, I was scared to death. Mm. And 
I wish you would have told him to be careful, slow down, or take it easy. And I had nothing to say. I didn't dare try and defend myself. She was absolutely right. I was passive as could be. Yeah. Yeah. And the fruit of that has been what? Well, John, I, this morning, I mean, that was just less than a day ago. Um, this morning, I'm just, and yesterday, I was just asking myself, um, what is it that kind of, I kind of live in an autopilot. I'm good at observation and seeing what's going on with people. But at times, I think more particularly with my wife than anyone else, I can just kind of turn off all the sensors that work with everyone else and mm. most of the times mm. to read her and what's mm. going on. And I wonder, what is that? What, yeah. is it, what is it about perhaps the people I love most that I, I just kind of take a pass on being fully alive, engaged with her? Um, Lori and I are fine, talked it through enough that we're functioning again as husband and wife. <laughs> and uh, But deeper than never take a taxi again, I'm just wondering what was going on in me that just, uh, that just was oblivious to my wife being terrorized. Yeah. And, yeah. and so that's kind of the question I have out there for God. I'm just aware of that. And I, and I wonder how many times I'm totally unaware with you, with others, people I love, that I'm just checked out. Right. Right. Obvious things going on, and I just choose to either ignore or not even be aware of them. Yeah. It would be easy to take this um, podcast, this conversation in the direction of, you know, what a, you know, SOB, Adam is an Adam in all of us, yes. right? <clears throat> the yeah. passivity, the checked out. But I think there's something more that God's raising in it, and it's that autopilot thing. Because I think all of us do that. We just sort of check out relationally. Yeah. Uh, we just kind of cruise through so much of our day, unaware, not alert to how people are doing, our effect on people. That seems to be really common. Yeah. Yeah. As you're talking, I just, I just wonder... It feels like kind of like a walking with God thing that at times it feels like walking with God is just something volitionally I have to choose to do and mm. and kind of just intentionally. It just doesn't happen. Mm. I mean, I think that taxi ride, I'm just unaware of God, life, spirituality. I'm just totally checked out. Yeah, yeah. That autopilot thing. And why do we do that? That's a great question. I mean, why why do we do that? I'm thinking of the effect, and it, it feels no different to me, that checking out thing, that autopilot thing, than binging, uh -huh. you know, just eating for the sake of numbing yourself, or television, or, you know, having just a little too much to drink. It, they all seem to fall in the same category. This one just looks sort of more 
morally acceptable because mm -hmm. you can't attach it to, oh, well, you ate a whole bag of cookies, you right. know? You ate that entire box of chocolate. You watched TV for four hours tonight and ignored everyone in the room. You know, those things are maybe a little more obvious. You got hammered. You had sex, you know, six beers. Uh -huh. But this, this numbing thing, this I'd rather be numb because it's just easier. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. That's what I'm identifying with. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just as we're talking right now, I'm, I'm just so aware there's – I don't think it's the true me, but I buy the voice that says, very subtle, that just says, hey, how about a little time off? Yes. How about a little time off? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I need it. I deserve it. You know, it's that kind of thing. Right. It's just life is so hard or demands so much. You're kidding me. i got to be on now for a taxi ride. Mm -hmm. I mean, just this is the relaxing before the real stress of dealing with United starts. Right, <sighs> right, right. There's something in us that doesn't want to be present all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I believe in Sabbath and I believe in rest and I don't think life is all battle, but this mm -hmm. is something else. Mm -hmm. This checking out, this autopilot thing, it feels really connected to our fallen mm -hmm. side. It mm -hmm. feels really connected, yeah, to the passivity of Adam, mm -hmm. absolutely. But I think women do it as well. So mm -hmm. it's not a particularly male thing. This part of us that just says, oh, I, I just don't want to deal with it now. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna turn down the volume. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to dissociate. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to look out the window, check out, you know, mm -hmm. not be aware or attuned mm -hmm. to, in particular, the people around me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know why. I don't know that I can fully articulate this, but something feels profoundly wrong mm -hmm. about it. You know, and I, I just, I don't even think it's a category most people think in mm -hmm. that, oh, well, we all do that. You know, you just, you know, you get in your car, you take a 35 minute drive across town, you know, you pull up and you go, oh my gosh, who was driving? Mm -hmm. How did I get here? I, I just, <laughs> holy cow. I just spent the last, I don't know where I was the last 35 minutes, but thank God there's some sort of ability to operate a vehicle while dissociating. Yeah. Because I was gone. I was completely checked out. I think it's really common. Mm -hmm. I don't think that we think of it in moral categories mm -hmm. in terms of that hurt Lori. Mm -hmm. That was costly. You know, it impacted your marriage mm -hmm. and, and someone you love very much. Therefore, you shall know them by their fruits, right. you know. Right. That episode of checking out was really bad. Yeah. You know, it was wrong. Mm -hmm. It was not a sign of strength, courage, love, right. intentionality. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's just helpful to put the category in front of people mm -hmm. to say, you know what? It really isn't this sort of uh, neutral, bland, unimportant, you know, thing that we all just get to do. There's mm -hmm. something about being awake and being present that's very important. Mm 
mm-hmm. to being human being mm-hmm. and, and to walking with God and loving others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And there's most times there may not be the consequences or the events as I'm describing, but then when the something slips in, when you are checked out, mm-hmm. when you've left your guard post, when you've mm-hmm. you've checked out, and you just kind of think life stops as well. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and and now I'm connecting it to all those times that I just don't want to pray. You know, that seems to be a little milder form than the full checkout. I'm aware that prayer is needed, someone's asking perhaps, or I hear of, you know, somebody just got, you know, rushed to the hospital or, or something smaller. Just, you mm-hmm. know, I Stacy gets off the phone and some friends of ours are having a hard time, or, you know, or they just had a big argument with one of their kids. And I know, John, y- you ought to pray right now. Mm-hmm. And there's just that thing in me that goes, oh, now mm-hmm. it's whiny. Right. <laughs> it's very whiny. Oh, really, you know, and and I don't engage and something is lost. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm clearly, I'm one of the disciples in Gethsemane where Christ says, would you keep watch while I pray? <laughs> I, I know, I'd be the one, yeah. you know, what? Yeah. It, there's something there. Lord, mm. arouse me, waken me. Mm. Okay, now that we're talking, I think I'm getting down to closer to the root of it, at least in me. And what I'm connecting all of this to is um, that thing in us that says, I just want life to be good. Mm-hmm. I just want pleasure. I just, I don't want life to be difficult. I don't want things to be asked of me. And so I check out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's an intentional and deliberate dissociating, mm-hmm. a numbing, right? Mm-hmm. A withdrawal, mm-hmm. really, of mm-hmm. presence. Yes. Uh, and I know that what's underneath all that is that um, that quality. It's maybe even a demand in me that says, "I just want life to be easy. Don't make life hard." Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's it. And that feels like something that actually needs repenting of. I mean, I, this, there's just something, is, okay, as a man, you know, I know I'm designed to engage. I know that to live well as a man is to be intentional, you know, and aggressive in you know against passivity and so i this this feels deeply connected to to something that's really going to undermine my marriage my relationships my spiritual life mm-hmm. you know uh, something to be rejected mm-hmm. catch myself when i'm doing it and just say ah no that's it's ugly. It's wrong. I don't want to do that. I tell you what's really interesting. Also, as we're as we're unpacking this whole checking out thing, I remember reading something in uh, one of Neil Anderson's books where he's kind of describing spiritual warfare. I think it was the Bondage Breaker, and and uh, and he's warning 
about don't open doors to the enemy. There's certain things you can do and, you know, obviously things like bitterness, you know, mm-hmm. that that really lets the enemy in and then he just has a field day with that, holding on to things, you know. Um, you know, there's sort of the obvious ones, uh, fits of rage or, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but actually what he was pointing out was dissociation mm-hmm. and even like a fantasy life. Right. And I don't mean sexual fantasy. I just mean checking out. There's something about numbing ourselves through checking out that's really spiritually dangerous, mm-hmm. you know, and it kind of gives the enemy permission to, you know, just come in and sucker punch us, yes. right? You drop yes. your guard. You just, yes. boom, come in and get hammered or you miss a key moment like with Lori that someone else needs you, you right. know? So either you get hit or they get hit. And, and uh, I'm just recalling now, wow, that's right, that that uh, it's even a spiritual category mm-hmm. as well as sort of a human, I think, moral category. You know, it's, it's, um, it's dangerous to check out. It's dangerous to drop your guard. Lord, deliver us. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you loved it. We love getting your feedback as well. If you're enjoying these podcasts and would like to leave us a comment, please visit the iTunes store and do so. And by the way, all of our audio resources are now available for purchase through the iTunes store. You can find our resources and our other podcasts by searching for either Ransomed Heart or John Eldridge on the iTunes store. And to find out more about Ransomed Heart, our podcasts, our events, and all of the things that we're offering and doing, come to our website at www.ransomedheart.com.